yeah, there's there was so much more to the story. Oh my gosh, guys, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about, like, there's so much more. I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're, You're Not, Not Paranoid. Paranoid. Hey, everyone. It's Katie. And this is Kylie, as you heard in the intro. Indeed. But these are our voices. This is us. Not Indeed. the show. Never and the show. Never the show. The podcast. Always You're the paranoid. podcast. <laughs> Always the podcast with Katie and Kylie. Yeah. You guys, this week, crazy. We, are, we are crazy and we are crazy <laughs> excited to have brought on uh, one of the, uh, how do I say this? One of the ladies from a story we covered in an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. episode 56 right wet yes. sponges <laughs> yes and you, if was... you haven't listened you should go back and listen because kylie mm-hmm. explains um the story yes so th- it's the crazy stories from 2020 and we reached out to hannah viveret who was the one who posted a video on, I have the chills just saying this again. I get the chills like probably 50 times this episode. <laughs> um, she posted her video on TikTok of her stalker breaking in to the second story of her apartment complex. And essentially it's her right there on camera standing up to him and, you know, essentially able to get him out of the apartment with her words alone, but all of the dynamics that have gone into that video and, um, you know, the feedback she got from posting it on TikTok and the bravery it took and what was going through her mind and everything in between, you know, the interviews that she's done, the feedback from TikTok, people defending her, people who question her, um, and then just overall questions of self-defense and how to, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> You're gonna hear yeah. it from Hannah, but <laughs> and there's just like so much more to the story. Um, there's yeah. like a lot of weird uh, coincidences, or I guess they're not coincidences, but um, freaky run-ins, like really scary, like almost probably would have been bad situations. But it's yeah, a lot. I feel like does. one of the the big morals of the story of her story is like she was always listening to her gut. So yes. I mean that's kind of cool to listen to. Um, we, she's like like what we preach <laughs> yeah. around here. So we're like Hannah, you're our people. Like please, you know, if you're interested, please come on. So we're so grateful that she actually came on the show and just told us everything from you know things that are very personal to you know details of the case that weren't shared in the media until mm-hmm. now. Yes, she was Although very I don't really like to call myself, like ourselves, the media. <laughs> we are not the media. We're not the media, okay? <laughs> we're a form of media, but we're not the media. <laughs> the media. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, anyways, so if you haven't watched the TikTok video, if you're driving or whatever you're doing, when you get a minute, go and watch it. It's on her TikTok at, at Hannah Viverette. Or even at this point, you could go to Google and look it up and it's, you know, available to watch. But if you, um, it would really help to watch the video too before you listen. So then you kind of have an idea of, you know, what Hannah's talking about when she's 
telling all these details and kind of setting the scene for you. I mean, she sets the scene great anyways, but it's just, if you really want to see what's going on, definitely recommend going and watch the video because that's what got all this started. Yeah. And listen to episode 56 of You're Not Paranoid and Kylie goes into it as well. Correct. Yeah. Because actually we, you know, we actually recorded that episode before um, reaching out to Hannah. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to have recorded it. And then now we're getting to hear even more deep into that episode as well. So yeah, very, it's it's really unique. uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's <laughs> Very really <unique> cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Really cool. And also something important to note in this episode, um, you know, trigger warnings for uh, intruders and assault and, you know, peeping toms and a bunch of other horrible things, stalking. Um, so please be aware of that. And also, of course, listener discretion is advised. Thanks for listening. Here is yeah. our interview with Hannah. Here it goes. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Hello. <laughs> this is You're Not Paranoid Podcast. <laughs> awesome. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah. Just grateful you're, you know, came on with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Definitely have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Your sure. show is insane. It is. Wow. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I, it maybe, still shocks me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, seriously. yeah. We're, we're going to be shocked over and over again <laughs> <laughs> throughout this, I'm sure. So, um, all right. Any questions for us before we get started? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, let's do it then. Right. Um, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself just for the listeners and anyone who might not know your story, if you want to tell your story in your own words as well. Sure. Um, I mean, so, it's your story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly, it's super it's super upfront. What you see is what you get in that one minute in that TikTok video. Um, it was a very casual Sunday night. It was late. It was close to 1030. Um, I was in that little apartment where I had moved into in the heat of the pandemic. I'd only been there for about three months. Um, I was there by myself that evening and I just had suspicious feelings all day that day. Like Mm. I I just, I I had a really, uh, I had intuition and gut feeling that something bad was going to happen. That gives me the chills. Because I know that feeling. It's just like an icky, like you can't shake it. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt that whole day, actually. Um, I went to church early that morning, that Sunday. What's crazy is that I... It's like I was being protected that whole weekend because I ended up Saturday evening, the night before that happened, I had gotten a phone call. Like I was already in my pajamas, like makeup off, you know, put a movie on Netflix. I was ready to just, just to chill. It was like 7.30 PM. And I got a phone call of some friends that I haven't seen since I was like 15, like 10 years. And they're like, Hey, do you want to come hang out? 
And I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, you know, I didn't really want to go, but something just, I just went. I ended up going for some reason, the whole drive. I'm like, why am I going? Like, why? Like, this is going to be so <laughs> awkward. But I ended up staying there and it got till four in the morning. And I'm, they're like, you're, you're obviously just going to stay here, right? You know, get some sleep and then you can go, go home. So it was four in the morning. Um, I get some sleep. I end up leaving there probably like 8 a.m., and I head back towards Hagerstown, which was where my apartment was. And I, um, I went to church. It was normal Sunday morning. And I just, while I was sitting in church, this is what's really crazy. Um, only like my close friends and some family know this. I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I had specifically been praying. Like, God's funny. I had specifically been praying for angels and for doors to open, this guy's name, my intruder, his name is Angel. <laughs> oh no, my God, I just had that connection. Like, I'm like as you said that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so mm -hmm. I just, I put little weird things together. But no, I just, that whole, that whole Sunday, I just had this really weird feeling. Um, and I, I just, I, aside from going to church, I did a lot of meditation and a lot of dancing, which is also how I meditate and, you know, just release some energy. But like I was doing a lot more than than normal. But I also went for like really a really long drive up the mountain and just sat like I was away from my apartment throughout the day. Um, so that evening and also you know, 1030 was late for me to be up. Like I had been on a pretty good, getting on a pretty good sleep schedule. So I had decided I ended up going, I ended up going at 9 p.m. to McDonald's. I never do this. 9 p.m. I'm like, I want a sweet tea and a cheeseburger. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I've been all day. I'm like, I earned this. So I hopped in my car and I left my apartment and I locked my doors, right? And I went to McDonald's. I wasn't gone very long and I came home. Now, as soon as I got home, it's probably about 930. I set my apartment up in that video. It looks like my apartment is like a shit show clutter mess. <laughs> like, I got comments on there and I'm like, you know what? It was laundry day before that. Number one. <laughs> Um, number two, I actually had my ottoman. It was a really big square ottoman that was, um, I moved out of my living room. That apartment was so tiny. Um, it was a two bedroom apartment and it was like 630 some square feet, I think. So it's very, it was very small. Um, some people were saying in the video that it looked huge and I'm like, it's not like <laughs> good camera angles. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, I had my Ottoman push out, um, which was actually kind of barricading me in my living room where I was dancing. Um, and what you don't see in the video as well is um, I had a whole separate window. Actually, you can see it in the very end of the video when I flip my camera at him in his orange hoodie. You can see that there's a whole separate window on the right side that had the, I actually had the blinds open to which, you know, light on the inside. He's standing on my balcony at night. He's clearly watching me. So once I got home from McDonald's, moved my ottoman out of the way, set my phone up immediately, how I liked to, on my little, I set it on a little food tray, <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> set it up like against like, you know, some notebooks. Um, and 
set it on record and I started recording. Now, this was like a good solid 20 minutes of me dancing. Like you're um, into it. Like you're. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm being weird. Like it's like this wasn't for anybody to see. I'd never used TikTok. <laughs> I didn't know how to use TikTok. It wasn't for anybody. This was for me, just my meditation. And like I didn't want to dance. I didn't want to do it. But something was like just one more hand. Just just set it up. Set your phone up. And. I don't know why I did it. Like it still makes, it still creeps me out, but I'm so grateful. Um, anyways, I, I set it up and it was about 20 minutes into it. And he, I heard this crack, right? So I immediately knew that it was my balcony door because it made a very distinct noise when it would crack open. Now, there were a lot of times where if I would not fully shut it, any amount of little pressure, wind, gust, whatever, would crack that, you know, make that suction sound, which is why when I heard it in that video and I immediately took a step towards the door because I wanted to close the door. Oh I thought, oh, Ugh. I thought it's wind. I'm like, you know, I took a step forward to which I saw my door opening more and then a face coming at me. Ugh. And literally I'm like, I like, <laughs> I don't know how I was able to speak in that moment. Just so many different emotions. I'm like, first off, I'm thinking I'm dead. I couldn't talk. Like, I literally was frozen. I don't know how. I don't even remember telling Alexa to stop playing the music. And when that I, like, was first, incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, times, like- I, I, I don't know how I got it out. And that she listened to me because half the time she doesn't freaking listen. <laughs> like, so that was great. But. Um, when, when he started to talk, he had like, he was just muttering and he had like this really nasty grin on his face, which I didn't like, Mm. um, which also, these were all of like initial, just seeing him come through and the, he, he knew that I was in fear, right? He knew that he was not welcome. Um, and he had his hands, he had like a kangaroo style hoodie, right? He had both of his hands in his pockets. He didn't want to take them out. And he was just smiling, still pushing the door open, proceeding to take a step in and smiling at me and like just mumbling some crap in Spanish is what I originally, you know, that's what I interpreted. Um, and I was, I was just still so stricken with fear. Um, somehow when I listen back to the video, I feel like, it doesn't even really sound like me. I was like, I was, my, I was, t- I was showing my buddy and he's like, your testosterone was kicking in right there. Like you, were, yeah. right? you my other friends were like, you literally got like your hands up. Like you were getting in yeah. Yeah, self-defense mode. Um, I was like preparing to fight. Um, but I really wasn't, I honestly like fight or flight. And I was like, run, run. Like when you, <laughs> I always think about that, that video, I was like, run. I was, I was out. Um, the only reason that I grabbed my cell phone, the only reason up here why I'm like phone was 911. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about I'm recording. None of that hit me until the moment where I had about three seconds longer to stand at my front door once I was able to jump across my ottoman, which is what you see all that ruckus yeah, in the yeah. video of me running. <laughs> I jumped over my ottoman and I was unlocking the door at the same motion as I was actually opening it because, and this is what's crazy too, is I 
when I got home from McDonald's, I'm a really bad storyteller, by the way, guys. I'm so <laughs> no, sorry. No, you're actually not. We're here. like, <laughs> you're totally not. So when I got home from McDonald's before I moved my ottoman out and started, you know, I was like, I'm going to dance again. I made a very conscious effort to um, know exactly where I set my keys, which my form of protection is, it was my, <laughs> my bling it on pepper spray. Right. Yes. I was like, I was like, my keys are going right on my TV stand. I knew exactly where they were. This was before I decided to start dancing. Like it was like no, things that I normally wouldn't do. I was just, I remembered, like I knew I was doing and I knew to lock my front door. I just, I don't know why I didn't think somebody would climb my freaking balcony you know, <laughs> imagine that. Dude. Like, are you, yeah. <laughs> who, who would ever think that? So, um, after I get to my front door and once I'm standing there and actually get a little bit of time to, I'm breathing really heavy because of my anxiety and I'm, I'm just like, holy shit. Like I just, you know, escaped right there. I was still, e- even in that moment, I was standing at the doorway to like duck because I, the whole time I'm thinking he's going to pull out a gun shoot me I thought originally like you know I'm getting shot point blank here um god it was ew just a disgusting moment um but what was really gross was once he finally left right he slams the door shut (laughs) and then I get to my neighbors and I call 911 immediately um as soon as I got in there right Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I totally skipped whenever I before I got into my neighbors, um, as you guys can see from the video, I take my phone and I flash it at him because I was like, ding, 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 bright idea. I just realized my phone was recording, you know, it all just really, it happened so quickly, but I'm just happy that it did. Like, so as soon as I got into my neighbors, I ended that recording and dialed 911. That was it. You know, that there was no more to the video. Um, 911. Oh my goodness. So the officers took about 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> like my neighbor and I are sitting there thinking like, should we call them again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it's an emergency. Can you like get here now? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was crazy. They, they didn't treat it as one whatsoever. So this whole time I'm, as I'm sitting there in that 45 minutes, actually getting just to process what just happened. Like it was, I'm still in shock. Like I was so shooken up. I didn't, yeah. And I was getting so disgusted at the fact that I had just been like, yeah, I was recording myself uh, dancing and meditating. But that was for me. That wasn't for some creep to watch me and my, you know, the privacy of my home. So I'm just realizing that, ew, he was just, he had to have been watching me for some time. That's gross. I felt so violated. Yeah. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so But what's weird is like, I didn't even, I just, there were so many emotions in those moments where I just like, I didn't even, I couldn't cry. I couldn't do anything like that. It was just, you know, so much, so much anxiety and fear, just adrenaline, um, all of that. Yeah, that's like, there we go. There we go. (laughs) So um, once the cops came, um, they ended up clearing my apartment to make sure that he obviously didn't come back in through my balcony because I sure as heck was not going back in the chat I was I didn't you know people were like yeah I got so many 
crazy comments. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. See if he was, I'm, yeah, come on now. <laughs> um, if I'm trying to be in some horror mo- movie, yeah, but so um, after the cops cleared my apartment, I was able to identify this man simply because I recognized him when he opened my door and I saw that face and that orange hoodie. And I said, and I told Alexa to stop. And I said, who are you? That was like me asking, what do you want from me? Because I had seen that motherfucker watching me for months. And he he knew it. I knew it. Like, it was just in that moment. It was just like, what do you want? But it was, who are you? Like, who are you was what I got out. For some mm-hmm. reason, that's what came out. Um, I was—I think it was like, don't like. Why would you ask? What do you want from me? Because obviously, it's not going to be good, <laughs> you know. Mm. So um, that's how that came out, and I was able to identify him because he drove a very nice new uh, pickup truck that had a very distinctive, uh, like Mexican flag license plate on the front. And like everybody in the apartment complex, I knew him, could identify him by his face, by his truck. Um, Like I had come to find out all of this after. So after I, and his truck was still in the parking lot, crazy enough. um, There was one person, there was one witness who said that they saw a man jump off my balcony because obviously I didn't see, right? I was in my neighbors. They said they saw a man jump off my balcony and um, run and get in the van. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Dude, that gave me the yeah, like, no, heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So while I'm... Oh, this this gets deep, girls. Just wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, like, so while, <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm out in the parking lot with the cops, right? Like, that's his truck. That's, you know, and they're writing on his license plate and... We're walking back up. Um, my so my balcony was right beside the front door entrance. Like you could walk into the front door and like look up. Right there is my balcony. Right, so you could I could talk to people as they were walking in. Right, so as we're walking back in, that's where I see my I had like cheap Christmas lights wrapped around my balcony post. Right, and they were just dangling and the wires were clear they were clearly cut it wasn't like they were unplugged or whatever that's what it looked like in that moment right yeah so I'm like what the hell yeah so they're after the fact like going to look look at it I went on my balcony and was looking at everything he unplugged my Christmas lights and cut about two feet of my Christmas cords and it was gone nowhere to be found Oh. right gross could not find it and that's what was really really sketchy and this was like the next morning like I was looking all over for this these lights I'm like I'm trying to think like well maybe his foot caught it no no here's the thing I watched the video back those lights were already cut before he walked in to that apartment into my apartment right so maybe it wasn't or what were in his pocket yeah, or with like, the knife or whatever so that was actually why right there alone was was how like I believe as far he got a lot of charges from this um 
So what happened was the very next morning, it was like, let's say eight hours later, um, six o'clock in the morning, I go into the police station and they, the police had done their investigation based off of the license plate that I gave them and the video, right? That's all they had. And which is a lot, by um, the way. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So good on you. <laughs> so, so they were able to um, have me do a lineup, and I could not, for the life of me, when I was doing this lineup and I'm looking at these pictures, they gave me about eight different Hispanic men to look at, and they all looked pretty similar, right? So, right there, I'm just like sweating. I'm like, God, please help me. I was able to rule out about six of them immediately, which I was really happy about, but I was torn between two. One, as soon as I opened it, I was like, that's him. That's the face. I knew it. His eyes. It was like, that's him. But it was throwing me off because in this photo, he was baby shaved. He had no facial hair whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like that it makes it hard if it's not like it was, now yeah. picture. Right. It was a driver's license photo. And, Cause I kept telling the officer, I'm like, I was like this, I was like this guy last night, he had facial hair. Like he had, I remember him being scruffy. Like I just knew it. And that was what was throwing me off. But ultimately I just kept saying, you know what, it's him, it's him. But the officers weren't, if I would have, whenever he, he basically wrote down between these two guys, he had like these of questions um, because I could not do like a 100% on the one guy who, Angel. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about him. All I saw was the face. They were not able to, uh, to arrest him on that alone. Um, and that was just because I couldn't 110% say this other guy who had the facial hair was throwing me off. Right. So, um, they were still going to question him to see if they could get anything out of him to get him to admit to it. And I'm just like, this is, yeah, right. Like this will happen. <laughs> like, you know, he's not going to be stupid enough to admit to doing something so dumb. Oh, sure. Shit. The leasing office calls him up um, because the cops, you know, question the leasing office who they tell the officers that he had never been employed there. He'd never worked there, which is a lie. Um, and then they call him up and they question him first before the police do. They ask him, you know, did you climb this balcony, blah, blah, blah. He says no. And then the leasing office is like, okay, well, why do we have a photo of you? You know, the screenshot, the still image of him at my door. She said, why do I have a photo of you on her balcony? So just from that statement, he fabricated this whole story and told them that um, I was out on my balcony speaking to him that had my door wide open and that I had asked him a question and then I told him to climb up on my balcony. (laughs) And then he told him Yeah. That's horrible. Like why? That doesn't make sense on so like on so many levels. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, um, and then they, so just on that, then the cops were able to like call him up and be like, we need to ask you a few questions. Can you come down to the station? Right. And so he comes down to the station. This is all within the first 48 hours of the incident happening. Um, So Angel goes down to the station. He incriminates himself, right? He he tells Mm -hmm. on himself. He's like, yes, Um, but not like that. I was there, but (laughs) on my own turn. Like, no. 
Exactly, exactly. He's telling the officers basically the same story, only he twists, he tells a little bit more, a little bit differently, right? He tells the officer that I stuck my foot at the door so that he couldn't come in. Like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but other than that, he told pretty much the same story um, that I was out on my balcony or that I asked him to come up. And then when he was questioned about the Christmas lights, he said that he had just um, caught himself on them or something like that along the lines of when he was jumping up or down, he caught himself. So still self-incriminating like deeper and deeper. I do not believe it at all whatsoever. Those, the, the two, the two feet of that was gone. It was nowhere to be found. It was next morning. I looked everywhere for it. I looked down below where my neighbors, you know, their balcony that was right down below me. Um, there were two little bushes. There was some, like, I looked everywhere. That was, it was nowhere. Listen, as soon as this, before this guy got questioned by the police station, <laughs> this all happened so quickly. So the leasing office questioned him. Within like two hours, I get a text message picture from my neighbor who was on the case with me, the one that I had ran to, right? She texts me and sends me a picture of two feet of cord lying like it was just chucks thrown right and within view very visible view lying right down below um on my neighbor's steps almost as if Mm -hmm. he he came back and freaking threw it back because he had evidence on him after he got the leasing office and they asked him if because that was whenever he was like oh shit she has evidence that i did it he thought he was going to be able to get away with it because it was going to be, if I didn't have that video, his word against mine in a story, it would have gone nowhere. So, yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, he ended up telling the same story to the officers to which they were able to arrest him right there on the spot. Um, and I was like, yes, this is great. Awesome. Um the very next morning, you know, I'm constantly going online and checking um, the, the database, what they update, you know, you, what, anybody can go out there and check, right? I'm checking to see what's been posted for him, you know, and literally I see that he was, he posted bail and my officer, the, the, the detective who was helping me work my case was, he was trying to assure me so much that, you know, Whenever they were, because he, the officer called me from the police station while they were arresting him, like cuffing this guy, right? The night that they were actually arresting him before he posted bail. And he's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to get out in this one. He's like, I'm going to, he's like, he told me a lot of things tonight. You know, he just pretty much, he was able to charge him with like second degree assault. This guy, so that's, my officer was he said he was able to prove that he either had those Christmas tree light cords in his pocket or a knife to cut it. He was able, by the discussion and conversation and questions that he had with Angel, he was able to prove that. So it's so like he had even more evidence, you know, he was able to get more out of him. Um, but while he was interrogating Angel, he was, you know, giving me calls and asking me questions just to make sure he was getting the full story, solid evidence. But he thought that he was able to hit him hard enough with enough, you know, enough charges that whenever the state's attorney, he got on the phone with the state's attorney that night and they were like, send it, lock his ass up. Like, yeah, come on. And they didn't think that 
they were worried because after he gets put in jail, you know, it's out of their hands. I think he said it was like with a commissioner comes and then, you know, he's able to, from there, it's up to them if they, if he's allowed to post bail or not. So, um, I was just dumbfounded when I found out that he actually got out because I literally was sitting there. I'm like in my apartment. I'm looking out the window, creeping right after like within an hour, finding out that this motherfucker just got out and I see his truck rolling, rolling no. in the parking lot, like nothing happened and then get out and just walk. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. No freaking way. I was so angry. I was so upset. Like, I just, yeah, I, well, I couldn't stay at my apartment at nighttime. That was not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found out he got locked up, which, you know, two days after the incident, I was really happy, but I was still shaken by everything. Um, yeah, it was absolutely wild. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And that was what sparked me, you know, I was sitting in my car because I couldn't go home um pissed off I was all these different emotions you know dealing and I'm like somebody like this motherfucker is literally living right across the street from me right now legally you know the apartment complex came to me and told me you know oh we gave him a 30-day notice and that's whenever I was oh thank you oh I feel so reassured (laughs) yeah 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 so oh it gets juicier so in these two days, before I posted this video, before it went viral, right? Um, so it happened on a Sunday. He got arrested, what? I want to say it was Tuesday. I lost track of time. I'm serious. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I posted the video on a Thursday, right? So it was about, um, I want to say it was late Tuesday, Wednesday. Um I'm sitting and I'm piecing things together, realizing all the sketchy shit that has happened while I've been in this apartment for the short amount of time that I've been here prior to this incident. I've always had a weird feeling. And like, even when the cops first came and were were clearing my apartment, I was looking at them and I'm like, yo, I've literally just been telling my friends that I have been having a really weird feeling. Somebody's following me when I'm at my apartment complex. I don't feel it anywhere else. It's when I'm at my apartment. Like, I got eyes on me or something's going on. Um, So I'm realizing, I'm like, wait, I used to come home in the middle of the day and there would be, like, random-ass pieces of paper. Like, I would chalk it up to, like, maintenance being in, fixing something, you know. And then I'm like, wait. Like, it was little, it, it was, like, little by little, I was just realizing, oh, my fuck, I can't believe this. So, listen, I moved in there in early August of 2020. It was early September, about a month later. I was only there for one month in a new city. You know, I didn't know anybody in Hagerstown. I just started making friends with some of my neighbors in my building, right? Um, and I went to bed one night and I woke up in the middle of the night by myself. Woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this random notebook lying on my couch by my front door. That didn't was not there this was midnight and I'm immediately looking around like oh my god is somebody in my apartment right now I just did this like got this burst of adrenaline and did this power like run through to make sure nobody like, was clear in the room in that moment. <laughs> yeah 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 I just like jolted through real quick but um so I look at this notebook I take pictures of it thank god I took pictures of it um 
it ends up, so I'm, I'm immediately looking at it and it looks like a maintenance notebook, right? It looks like something, it, it's got like names and checklists. So I'm like, who the fuck from their maintenance is in my apartment in the middle of the night? First thing yeah, in the morning, I call the leasing office. Yeah, that wasn't there like when you yeah. went to bed, right? Obviously, or else you would. No, absolutely not. Ugh. Absolutely not. That was, yeah. I specifically, and that's what's crazy. So, and that's especially like whenever that weird crap was happening, I was able to vividly be like, I locked my doors last night. That notebook was not there. Like I put myself to bed last night, you know, all was well, things were normal, you know, that notebook was not there. How the hell did that get on my couch? So I'm looking at it and I'm immediately blaming like maintenance so I call the leasing office the first thing in the morning because they were so, the, the woman in there, it's, um, she's not very, she's not a very uh, people person. I'll say that. <laughs> she, she doesn't like people very much. She doesn't care for them at all. Um, so like she literally refuses to, to look, to see you. She, they've got like a, a, a banner over the glass door, Right so that you don't have to see their face. And then if you need them, she literally, what do you need? Slide it under the door. So it's just like all the <laughs> That's time. That's weird. This morning, that morning where I found that notebook, I, yeah, oh, she's, she's on. But anyways, I ended up calling her the morning that I found this notebook, right? And I had one of my neighbors who lives, you know, in the same apartment complex, I called him and I'm like, dude, look at this book I just found. What the fuck? Do you know anything? Because he had lived there like two years longer than I had, right? I wanted him to check it out to see if he maybe knew anything. Um, and I ended up calling a leasing office, telling him about the book I found and asking them, um, you know, if if they and they're like, it wouldn't. I'm like, we all need to check this out. I took the notebook into the leasing office and they had the man, like one of the managers there. And then like this head honcho government, he was always all over everywhere and see him everywhere. He, they both look at this notebook together, right? It's me and a witness I had with me. They are looking at this notebook and they're like, no, we don't recognize anything on it. Flipping it front and back. And at the same freaking time, they both point at the top of the book and we're like, Angel, like, and I didn't hear it. I didn't know it. I didn't remember it. Right. The witness I had with me, he remembered that because whenever this was after the fact, and this was whenever I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, I need that book back. And then I'm remembering, oh my God, a week after that book was randomly showed up in my apartment. I also randomly had my phone stolen from my apartment and I thought I was crazy for two days. I thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, I thought I was retracing my steps thinking, Oh, maybe it fell out of, you know, my purse or my pocket as I was walking in, you know, there's a little bit of a walk stretch of a walkway from my car to the, up my apartment. So I just thought I'd gone crazy. And then I'm just like, no, Hannah, your phone was dead. You plugged it in, went to freaking bed. Like, I, it just, all of these things that I thought I was just crazy or I was paranoid. No, you're not crazy. You're yeah, not paranoid. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not freaking crazy. Like it was us all adding up. 
my phone was stolen. It was stolen, you know, like that's all that happened. It didn't grow feet and freaking walk away. Stolen. Um, there's no other way around it. Like I literally had it with sleep and then it was gone. He'd been like creeping on me at night. That's what I was starting to piece together. So I wanted this notebook back and then realizing, you know, well, shit, my phone was stolen and my iCloud only saved my pictures that I had taken until, you know, I lost a couple months of photos, right? One of them being uh, the picture of this, once I got a new phone, one of them being the pictures of this notebook. Mm-hmm. Now I had taken, when I had taken pictures of it, I had sent it, sent the pictures, to, you know, to friends to be like, look at this crap. This is so weird. And sure enough, some of my friends still had, you know, that in the thread from two months prior, screenshotted it with the notebook and sent it back to me. And top of the notebook, clear as day says prepared by angel. So while I was in the leasing office that day, handing over that notebook to them, the, the leasing office manager, as she's looking at the maintenance guy and she's they're looking at his name, I didn't hear my, my witness did, but it's just, they knew, they knew. But I, I remember, what I remember was that they both just knew something. They knew one thing from that notebook. And she immediately looked at me and said, do you think it could have been a past maintenance man? And I was like, I don't know. I've only been here a month. I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody here. Why she would she was, ask you? Like she's that's like such a guilty thing woman, to say. <laughs> My God. There's um what's really funny is that oh god, it's so bad. I've actually since all of this, I have taken the time. <laughs> I have taken the time to go on Google to read Google reviews for the apartment complex that I lived at there. Like it's it's trash. There's so many fraudulent activity going on there. It's just it's it's just a scummy area. It's really really horrible really really horrible but the fact is is like the people in their leasing office are also like they're just as bad i don't know yeah because it's it's one like it's one thing to be in a bad area it's one thing you know whatever but to cover up what they know is likely something bad and they don't want to be connected yet they're still Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're still putting their feet in it and like suggest i don't know that's just I feel yeah. like that's so a that's was, a bad person thing versus like a bad you know poor like the poor, poor apartments all like <laughs> run oh, down. That's a bad flags. person thing. Get, yeah, I feel like she's just one of those. Yeah, you get the red flags really yeah. really quick when you meet her. It's just like mm, <laughs> I don't want to be a friend. <laughs> want to know more about us and stay in the loop? Join our YNP listener letter where we will keep you up to date on new episodes, give you access to choose episode topics, and share some behind the scenes. You'll see it in your inbox first. You can join our email list by signing up on our website, www.yournotparanoid.com. See See you there. Hey friend, we want you to be part of our podcast. Share a story, topic idea, or a question you'd like us to answer, and we'll feature you on the podcast. Send it to us at yournotparanoid at gmail.com or over on Instagram at yournotparanoid, and we'll share it on the show. Want to hear your own voice on the episode? Now you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash YNP. Our pod is your pod. Now back to the good stuff. But, um, so this was like Tuesday or Wednesday and I'm figuring out and I'm like that book. Oh my God. When I literally, when I got the photo sent back to me and I zoomed in and saw Angel at the top, I screamed. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, yes. Oh my God. This is all piecing together. Um, 
that morning when I turned that book in back in early September had asked me after, you know, do you think it could have been a past maintenance man? And I'm like, I don't know. She was like, um, well, do you want us to change your locks? And I was like, yes. So they changed my front door locks that morning. One month after I moved in, my front door lock had been changed. Um, and then, yeah, so my phone went missing, what, a week later? And um, let's see, just just throughout, like, the weeks before the incident, I, I, that was when I would come home throughout the day and just find, like, random pieces of paper. But the whole single time, he never stopped being a freaking creep from the parking lot. That was, like... That was how I knew him. He would, it was constant. It like, I want to say almost every day at some point. Um, he would, if I was on my balcony, he would stop his vehicle in the roadway, right? Directly, you know, where you could see line of view of my balcony. And he would like shout at me. Like I never understood what he was shouting. It's like, he knew that we couldn't understand each other. He just wanted to make a point to like make some kind of contact with me. Right. Like no boundary, no boundary. Right. The secret word is boundary. That's how I always felt. But there were times where it got really, really creepy. Um, He, I just felt like he, he would sit in it. He would then park his truck where it didn't belong. He would park it. He didn't live, he lived in the Bradford complex, but he didn't live in my building. He lived across the street. He would park his truck by my car to, and then walk across the street. Mm. Literally, it made no sense. There's open parking spots. Is purpose for watching me. Like to make <laughs> sure you knew he was like yeah. watching and around. Absolutely. And like, so That's what predators the, do. Yeah, it's horrible. For the two weeks before the incident, um, I was making a conscious effort to avoid him, right? I was, if I saw his truck, because then I would always see him. He was always wearing some kind of bright construction style. I thought, you know, I thought he did lawn care. It's what I, sometimes he would have like lawn care stuff on his, on the back of his truck. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, like there were just so many times where I even like I'd sit on my balcony and I'd be on the phone with a friend and I would just be like jokingly like, oh my God, you know, my creepy, creepy buddy watching me again um, and get up and go inside. You know, I'd make jokes about it a lot, just all chalking it up to him just being creepy. Um, I never talked to him. I never said a word to him. I do remember a time where I was getting out of my car in broad daylight. He was sitting, he had his truck backed in and he was watching me carry my bags and walk in. And he would do his weird, creepy smile. He would just stare and smile at me like weird. It was creepy. It was like, all right, you're looking too long, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would I would get that a lot. But he did it the one time, and I just remember, like, I was in a mood that day, and I just looked at him and was just like, I just shook my head <laughs> no at him, like, no, quit freaking looking at me, like, um, but, like, other times, if I heard him, like, he was doing, like, some kind of weird cat call that I felt, I would always, I would ignore him, I'd walk inside, I never did anything, I never said no, I didn't, I, I don't know, I, I don't but know, should, like, I, are you like, supposed to? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I like looking back now? Oh my gosh, man. I'm now, I know it's only been a few months, but like, if I look at a, 
I'm so quick to look at a guy and be like, yo, don't cross me. <laughs> don't look at me anyway. Like, I'm going to tell you something real quick. Like, uh, if you make me feel uncomfortable, you're going to know about it. <laughs> um, that goes for anybody, man, for real. It's true because, like, they say that women, we kind of get raised to be accommodating and polite and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're just, like, they're creepy, yeah. but they don't know better. You know, just like that, like, I would yeah. do, that's what we do as women a lot of the times yes. until we have, you know, it's yes. until this happens, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we're talking about it and we're like, why the hell are we doing, like, why, let's not, <laughs> right? let's take a step back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. hindsight is it's so much easier to talk about after the fact right like that doesn't mean that any like you like on any level that any of that was wrong you know like what like you know not saying don't look at me or not saying or you know what I'm saying just being right like that's not wrong to do right everyday life I wish I would have maybe used my voice more but at the end of the day like I sat and like I can I can think that, but there are times where other men in public, like it happens a lot in certain areas, especially where I was living in Hagerstown, like that, you know, I couldn't sit at a gas station for two for you know 30 seconds too long with literally like the first within the first few weeks of moving there, um, just the craziest stuff, like having people just come up, bang on my window while officer is standing right there in my gas station guys coming up, you know, trying to offer me drugs through my window. And I'm just like, yo, where am I? Please, somebody. Um, wow. Just, and this is like happening, like literally, you know, quarter mile within the apartment complex. Like it was just a really bad area. Um, but what's crazy is that this guy, so he did work there, right? He didn't work there. He was a past employee. At some point, this guy worked there. Period. I don't care if you work there for an hour. I don't care if you work there for a year. Like, he worked there. Like, they hired him to do work. He worked there, and they knew it. He had a key. They gave him a key. At some point, he had a key. He also knows how those apartments work and how every single one of them is different. Like, it's weird. Like, I've been in a few of them now, you know, um, made friends around that aren't weirdos. And... uh, they're every, every door is different. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did also come to find after the fact that one of my windows, the one window I was explaining earlier, um, to the far right, the one with the blinds being open, that was unlocked. So like easily accessible, you know, if I'm sleeping at night, obviously he knew how to climb my freaking balcony. Um, yeah. And it makes me wonder because I'm not going to lie. Like, so many things the weeks after like I've run through my head about like oh my god like my my guts sink when I think about there were so many nights where I remember waking up go like walking around my apartment and looking at my balcony door and being like oh I forgot to lock my door like my balcony door Mm -hmm. right thinking I forgot to lock my balcony door last night my front door was locked but then I'm like you know I'm good no one's gonna climb my balcony so many times I would just I don't know Mm-mm. No. Mm. <laughs> nope. Oh, uh, so scary. Yeah. It was it was yeah. So yeah, like I was saying in the very beginning, like so many things were leading up to that incident. I felt like 
just even a few days prior, I was being like Saturday. I obviously was, wasn't home. Maybe he was planning something then. I don't know. Mm. Um, the fact is he'd obviously been watching me for some time. He, um, yeah, I don't know. The craziest thing to me was, so I ended up posting this to my Facebook, my personal Facebook and my Instagram account with the story of what had happened simply because I was so pissed off. This was like the day after he got released from jail and was living and I was watching his truck come and go and I'm like, can't be for real right now. Um, he's not going to get away. He's not going to get away with this. I'm not going to sit here and watch this, you know? Um, man, it's like my goal, like what, what I wanted came from it, which is ultimately him being incarcerated. I wanted, I wanted that. I wanted that. That's what I wanted. I feel safer. Um, because, and what's also crazy is I've had so many people like random people that have either lived in that apartment complex at some, like their past residents or their current residents. Right. And have told me how he's said something weird to them or he's crossed them weird before. It's like, you know, I'm not like the known weirdo. I yeah, just, like, yeah. So yeah, there's, there was so much more to the story. Oh my gosh, guys. I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about like, there's so much more like, um, and so as most of everybody knows that he was obviously picked up by immigration, right? Um, I think that that might've, I was told whenever I was doing like news interviews that they're like, we're going to do like a thorough background investigation on this guy. Whenever I was doing the lineup with the officers the morning after the incident and I'm picking him out in those images, right? And he finally confirms, yes, this is the name. And then that's when I learned what his name was. I didn't know his name until that moment when the cop told me. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know he lived across the street. I didn't know anything, right? I didn't know he had a wife and kids. Come on. He's got a wife and daughters. Gross. <laughs> like, I'm... I feel for them. Like I had sad. Yeah, it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I had like, even after I I went, I was like, I was disgusted. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like his family now has to lie in this disgusting bed that he's made. And it's not fair to them, but at the same time, it's like, what the hell, you know, I can't sit and feel bad. I gotta, I I gotta heal myself. I still gotta, Oh my gosh. Like he, he also flipped my world too. So 100%. mm -hmm. I gotta take care of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, he you flipped know? everybody's world for sure, especially mm-hmm. yours. Um, but just, yeah, there was so much. When I was sitting with the officer and he was telling me his name and all this, and he was confirming that that was his truck, right? This big white new truck with the logo and everything. Um, <laughs> he, This officer straight up told me that this truck belonged to him, Angel, right? And then there was another owner of the truck. It was a woman with like a very, very, very American name, right? She was born in 19, I believe it was 22 or 24. Yeah. I'm like, wait, are you? And she was from a different city. She was like, you know, had no relation to him. It it made no sense. And I'm looking at the Uh cop as he's telling me that that he owns it and she owns it. She like, he's just telling me the owners of the truck. And I'm like, yo, that is sketchy. 
He's like, yeah. He's like, he was like, yeah, it is. But pretty much in that moment, like they, I just got like a smirk from the cop and it was pretty much what, you know, like, that's not my problem. Like, that's not why we're here. You know, we're here to investigate your break-in. That's all they wanted to deal with. Um, so it literally took the video going viral for, you know, immigration to pick him up for, for him to be reported as illegal, you know, yeah, properly incarcerated. Like, like if it wasn't going to be like, right. I mean, to me that line. I just have the chills. Like I'm pissed off for you. Like if it's, if breaking in with the, obviously he's like trying, he's, you know, he's going to assault you and he had everything mm-hmm. premeditated. Like if that's not enough, let's, oh, immigration. Okay. Now we'll lock him up. Like, yeah. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That me off for you so much. Yeah, it was. I mean, so I'm not. It's not like I'm. I'm happy that it's with immigration. I'm not happy about that at all. Like that. Right. It's. I, I'm so sad about that. I. That's fucking sad for his family. Like it sucks. It really yeah. does. Like, yeah. Um. Listen, I'm in therapy for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So. That's good though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like it's not like I don't have a heart, but God, I mean, <laughs> you're so human. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you're so like yeah. I love. I mean, I love that because it's it's hard. It's such a hard thing to process. I mean, the fact that you're able to this is hard to think about on the spot, but separate your own emotions from this trauma, mm-hmm. and then have a, a heart for his family, and even a, you know. And then also care for yourself. That's like, that's a lot. Okay. That's a lot to handle all in one. It was. One. Yeah. was like December, the month, the whole month of December, like actually after it went viral. And so once I, when I posted it to my Facebook and my Instagram, I didn't, I, I did not expect it to blow up and it really didn't. It didn't, you know, it was just my normal, my close friends and family, just everybody like, holy cow. Oh my God. Glad you're okay. You know, I got a lot of that. Um, I was sitting in my car. I had just gotten groceries. It was Thursday evening. Um, I was on TikTok. I had maybe spent collectively a solid two hours of TikTok of my entire life, like on the app, you know. <laughs> now it's probably about two weeks of my life. <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> Listen, I had to watch this all topic real quick. I had to watch this whole social dilemma on Netflix because I'm like, yo, I'm hooked. TikTok. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, you got to you gotta keep your head straight, <laughs> you know. Um, so after it went viral, it, there was a lot of pros and cons. I, oh my God, guys. So I, when I posted it, like I said, I just got groceries. Um I, it was in my drafts, right? I post, like, I, I didn't think that he'd even posted. And I'm like, what, are, what is going on? I don't get this app. I don't understand how to post <laughs> this thing. And I was trying to put the words on it and it was deleting my freaking words. Like I was trying to, oh God, doing the duration, the time set with the little yeah, words. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> the teenagers hard. make it look so easy. <laughs> I don't get it. No. <laughs> There's a reason why they're calling 25 year olds old on this app, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'm feeling it <laughs> which you're not on by the way <laughs> I'm feeling like it but oh no um where was I girls there's just so much so you're there posting so much it story. yeah you're yeah, posting like, it once I so I posted it I thought it was in my drafts at first um 
And then I went back through after having to mess with it, uh, mess with it for like a good half hour. And I just hit, you know, like the post button and I'm like, F it. If it doesn't post this time, I don't, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I didn't care. Closed the app, um, went about my night, right? Woke up the next morning. No, it wasn't even the next morning. I had like an eye infection the next the next day, it was Friday, I woke up with like this eye infection or something and I slept with my contacts in, right? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, um, so uh, I, I didn't log back onto this app until it's like, I want to say it was like 17 hours later because I think that's when I took a screenshot. It said like 17 hours, my video was posted. And it's had like 1.1 million likes. I'm like, where's Ashton Kutcher? No <laughs> way. This is crazy. Like, I didn't believe it. I, When I posted the video, I had zero followers. I didn't know how TikTok worked. I didn't know. I literally did not think anybody would see it. It was one of those things where it was just like, I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, shits and giggles. Um, and it was after, it was after I had posted it to my social media. So at that point, when people were seeing it on TikTok, they were then, you know, looking me up on my Facebook. They were running my Facebook account to actually read the full story. Um, because, listen, I had to Google the word clout. I did not know <laughs> what that was. <laughs> I literally had to Google it. My sister told me about it because when I, once I started reading how nasty people were online in the comments about like, oh, people, people will do anything for clout or whatever. Um, people, I had to ban like certain words, you know, from my videos or people just telling me that it was fake or, and that's like my number one thing now is like, you see so many videos I want so severely. Cause I like, there's, I've got a lot, I've got a shit ton of followers. It makes me nervous because that's, it's awesome. But it's like, that's kind of scary at the same time. That's a lot of people, see, like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing eyes on you. Yeah, yeah eyes on what's Yeah, going absolutely. On. I want to remain authentic. I want to be myself. I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's yes. so severe because even while you sit and watch TikTok, like, I don't know about anybody else, but being real, like, I'll be like, oh, man, I, I want to do one of these videos. And it's like, you know what? I don't because it's, I typically wouldn't normally do that. It's like, I, I don't want to do something just to be like, a lot of people are going to view this or look at this. I don't want that. Come on now. You know, yeah, I'm you're not looking for official. attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. If somebody, you know, if I can reach, if I can reach, you know, a lot more people with something that's, if I can reach, if I can reach a smaller amount of people with, with ben, more, a lot more beneficial things, you know, I'm going to feel a lot more better putting my head down on my pillow at night. 100%. You know, than that stupid, you know. Yeah. So... Um, it, cause I've also had a lot of, um, just, oh my gosh. Yeah. The comments, man. I'm, and that's, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. I've had so many great messages too, because like women sharing their stories and like, they didn't have a better outcome. They actually ended up getting raped or assaulted in some way, or, um, you know, just they don't have it on video so that was never it never went anywhere and it's like man they actually just them getting to tell me something about that was like a release for them and it's like you know what that makes me feel good there are other people and that this shit is happening like this shit is happening everywhere 
I was just mm-hmm. lucky enough to have it on video. That's the thing. That was yeah. what I came to realize. And it's like, oh my God, man, you know, I shouldn't have been recording myself dancing that night. You know, it was just how everything unfolded was obviously there was a reason. I'm like I said, I'm very spiritual. I, I think that things do happen for a reason. And I feel like if this was to happen and, you know, I had been, I had huge prayers before this happened for God to literally change my life or to, I want to, I want to help people. Like I feel that in my heart. I don't even know exactly how yet, but it's like one of my, I just feel that desire. I feel that passion, you know, that it's in me. Sounds <laughs> like you people. already are. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I don't know how, I, I feel like I'm trying, but I'm still trying to find my groove and what's going to like, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to be patient about it, but you know, I have started MMA, which has been freaking amazing. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Like just mentally clearing. It's like, you know, I was so nervous at first. I'm, I've got social anxiety. So like, yo, me doing this right now. I'm like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got mad social anxiety. So, um, I was so nervous to even start the class. I'm so proud of myself for actually doing it. You know, I will not go to a gym. I'm afraid of people staring at me, watching me, you know, stupid little stuff like that. This is real stuff. People think about this. This is why they don't get involved. This is why they don't do it. You know, they don't put themselves out there. It's like, it's scary doing new stuff. That first day I was like, damn, this is awesome. I'm coming back. Like, (laughs) it just felt good. Nobody in there was judgmental. Nobody. Everybody wanted to help. Everybody wanted to see you succeed, want to see you learn. Um, yeah, the atmosphere. Like, I got chills talking about it right now. I got my MMA shirt on right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, it's it's a great place. It's a great place. I've met some awesome people in there. Um, I actually had, I want to say his name right. God, please forgive me. Rainier <laughs> and, and Eve Gracie from Instagram. I'd kn- I didn't know of them until, you know, the, the Gracies, part of the Gracies. Yeah. Had them reach out to me. Um, wow. Dang. They've got a... I guess they've got uh they've got a school opening somewhere in the Frederick area sometime soon and they want to sponsor me to go and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get trained actually, by the they, best. That's amazing. Right? Oh my gosh, I know. Um it that that would be awesome. So I've I know and also I I genuinely love the fact that jujitsu is like it's something it's I remember my first class when the instructor said this to me, you know how sometimes you just, when people say things to you, you just take it and you're like, I'm going to remember that. Mm-hmm. When he said this to me, I just say, I remember that. And he was like, he looked at me and he's like, you, you're, this is going to take a long time. Like you're, you know, you got this is long. <laughs> like if you really want this, it's a long road, you know? So, and I see that now in every class it's, you have to have a lot of dedication. You have to really, you know, uh, you, you learn so much. I mean, I, every class I have, I, I learned so much. And what's cool too, is that this instructor, after he heard my story and he saw everything, um, cause right now I'm just going to, I'm going to Bauerhaus MMA. Uh, it's a local place in Frederick. Uh, awesome. So awesome. Um, the owner of it, Chris, he, uh, he's sponsoring me to go there. He, you know, freed me. So that's absolutely amazing. Um, 
I otherwise I wouldn't be able to go. I'm being straight up. That's another thing. That's another reason why. I love that they have free self-defense classes for like cops and stuff like that. I think that's so important, necessary, but this kind of stuff needs to be for everybody. Literally, yes. like everyone needs to take self-defense classes, like this kind of stuff. You're preaching um, to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> we I agree. <laughs> yeah, I never felt so, in the, like I didn't feel so passionate about it. And I've only been doing it for like, what, six weeks now. It's not like it's been that long, but I love it. Like, <laughs> and it that, like, it's, it's mentally good too. Like it's been therapeutic for me, like getting in there and, you know, yeah. Yeah. When I tell, whenever I train with new people too, they sometimes get worried or they're like, minds are preoccupied. I'm like, look, if you're getting choked right now, you're not going to be thinking about anything else, right? <laughs> which it sounds like for people who don't know MMA. <laughs> We joke, we joke about choking or arm bar because it's all right. joint manipulation, trying to submit the other person, but mm-hmm. it's all in good fun and no one's getting hurt, you know, unless all you're in a tournament, then you like turn it up. But yeah, it's like you can't. Literally, I'll, I'll have like my, my girlfriends from, from MMA, this girl I met there. She's awesome. Right. Um, oh my God. I, I don't want to say her age. Like she's literally, she's old enough to be my mother. Right. And she's like, I, when she told me her age, I was like, shit, my pants. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, yeah, I've been coming here for, you know, so many years. And I'm like, you go girl. Like you, I want to befriend you <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you. <laughs> immediately. Um, so her and I have been like this, she's been cool. She's been my girl, but literally it'll be like, she'll be on top of me and we'll be having like therapy session I'll be like we'll be like face-to-face right and we're just like talking about our weekend it's like we're seeing an instructor walk by and we're like all right no let me put you in a headlock real quick (laughs) like it's it's fun like we have such a fun time but at the same time like they are so everybody in there is so patient with teaching me because they did throw me that's as where I was the 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 owner of it whenever he sponsored me to go there he also he told me to come anytime so I've also been thrown into like advanced classes. You know, some of them are the beginners fundamentals, which are fun. And then I'm like, no, I actually like being in the advanced classes more. It's a lot more fun for me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you learn quick is with people who are better than you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's oh, I awesome. agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But that. yeah, it's just a little like, confidence booster. I mean, I can speak because I've been doing jiu-jitsu for about six years and oh, I'm absolutely God. obsessed. So I can, I'm like, yes, keep going. It does. I'll just tell you right now, just like life, jujitsu has its ups and downs, but never oh. stop if you can help it um, because it'll always be there for you. And the community will always be there for you and always be welcoming, mm-hmm. sometimes choking you, but always welcoming. <laughs> I love that. Least, you know, you'll always, um, you'll always have that. No one can ever take that away from you. The self-defense, the confidence, all of it. It's just, it's such a wonderful, wonderful mm. experience. Word. Agree. Yeah. I concur with all of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we'll have to, we'll have to keep up with your jiu-jitsu. Yes. Uh, what do you call it? Pathway or? Journey. Journey. Thank <laughs> you. Journey. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because it really yes. is. And you never, I mean, mm-hmm. any like you said, everyone should train. Anyone can train. Like at our gym, we have like, not that I'm promoting it, but <laughs> there's like, you know, three and a half year olds to like 65 yes. year olds. Like it literally, it's never too late and it's never yes. too late to come back either. So, yes. 
Yes. Um, I feel that. COVID <laughs> with everything, like starting to actually open up a little bit. I'm so excited. My son has been so excited because I'm like, dude, you're coming with me. So if like yeah. right now, like we've just been in my apartment and every single time he's like, mommy, I want to, you know, practice after I come home from class, he's like, I want to see a move. You know, he wants me to teach him something. So it's cute. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little kids doing jitsu is like one of my favorite things because they're like mini it's, it's people. Cute. Literally. <laughs> but they're, they're so good. It's kind of insane. They learn right? quick. Yeah. Yes. Their brains are sponges. Totally. Oh, man. Like, that's wow. so yeah. much. <laughs> it's so crazy. I know. I'm so sorry. There was, I literally, I just like totally bombarded no. you guys. You told me to tell a story and I was all yeah. over the place. But there was so much and... Um, honestly with even just like the, the whole notebook, my phone, um, like that's like the stuff that the news, you know, even if I told them they would leave out or certain things I would. Okay. So here's another thing (laughs) I've told you I'm all over the place. I have also not watched any full interviews of myself since I've done this. (laughs) Is that weird? Is that normal? Can somebody tell me? <laughs> to not want to watch yourself? Is that what you I don't, mean? like, I probably won't watch this. I'll be like, oh, my God, girl, your hair. And I'm probably no. Lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't, I wasn't, I really, I wasn't, I didn't touch up any of my makeup or anything. I was, it's been a long day, okay? No, you're, but, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. I was excited to be able just to actually spill my guts, spill the beans, and yeah. tell everything. And 100%. Yeah, like advocate kind of because I also received a lot of criticism on one having my door unlocked which okay um that I just can't get over the fact that it's common fucking sense that you just don't climb somebody's balcony and climb like yes yeah when am I when when am I when like there were so many like (laughs) there were so many different times where it's like you that's like telling somebody like if you walk in and walk out and you're within like a two minute time frame and you're in your house, you didn't go anywhere. You're not leaving. You got to lock your balcony every five seconds. Let you're just in and out like half the time. That's why one of my TikTok videos I posted, I was going through so many of my videos where I was dancing prior to this incident. I would have my water jug cracking my door open for me to get fresh air coming in. Like my door was open. Um, I found one video um, from, I think it was like the end of August. This is creepy. Oh God, I cringed so hard when I found this video. I found a video of me. It was early, early in the morning. It was, it, I could tell it was like late summer, um, about 5.30 in the morning. It was still pretty dark outside. And I was dancing with the sun coming up. I was dancing on my balcony because I didn't think anybody could see me. It was still dark outside. So who knows that? freaking weirdo was watching me then you know so many things have run through my head but um definitely was trusting my my gut guys this is what's crazy too talking about being a spiritual person going back through my phone on that Sunday like I said I had been dancing like an abnormal amount that day but oh my gosh I still have it too it's on my camera roll um, at about, and I'd taken a lot of videos that day too. I had my phone on record a lot. So this was around, I think it was between four to 6 PM. Um, I have to go back and check, but I had set my phone up to record in its normal spot on my little tray. Like I 
put it on and I didn't dance. I didn't turn the music on. I don't know why my phone was even recording. It was one of the longest videos I had on my phone. Um, and I found this like later, I found this after the fact. I was like, oh my God, this is so creepy, but kind of cool. So long story short, this, I had like this 18 minute video of my phone, just of me just walking around my apartment and two minutes into this 18 minute video, the phone on its own just tilts and leans and for 16 minutes, it just faces directly at my balcony door and videos my balcony door. (laughs) it was so creepy i got it it was cool but like yeah i that whole day i felt this weird protection like i said i was praying for angels but like (laughs) my life i was praying for doors to open like i was feeling stuck in my life you know i wanted to change i was i wasn't i was unhappy you know i wasn't for it you know um yeah. Wow. Would, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, like I could laugh more about it now. Um, yeah. A lot more now. I, well, because I, it's such like a, it's not something I, like, why would you ever think that this is what was going to happen? Or this exactly. was, and then even someone say like, they said, oh, this is what's going to happen to you. And here's all of the possible good things. Like, cause they're, of course, like it's horrible, but you're pivoting it right to yeah. do good. By broadcast, by showing it on TikTok Mm -hmm. and opening that discussion and like being, like you said, an advocate and being there for, you know, all these other women who are coming to you saying that they can relate. So it's like, it's insane that all of this is coming from that as well. Yes. And I feel like, like I said before, like this stuff is happening all over, all the time. Um, Yeah. There has to be a reason why you know oh shoot Uh oh so she's connecting oh oh my god i'm so sorry no it's okay (laughs) me to let my phone die (laughs) (laughs) we're like okay she was mid-sentence that couldn't have been on purpose okay we're done here (laughs) this whole time i'm sitting here ignoring the my little my iphone's little low battery i'm too close 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 (laughs) like i'm in the middle of something (laughs) right not now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no problem. No, seriously, no, no don't problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's Where see. <laughs> um, well, you were kind of talking about how you had to move and you're starting um, MMA. Um, is there any other ways that this incident has impacted your day to day or anything you've changed? Um, yeah, I mean, just um, besides picking up and moving to a whole new city. I mean, I'm back in Frederick, which people know that, right? So it is what it is. Um, I, but I know the city, however, it's still, I uprooted once again. So yeah, everything's completely changed. I've had to try and accustom to a whole new schedule. Um, my son right now is still, doing online schooling so I'm figuring all of that out and then he's going back to school like hybrid schooling at the end of February so like things are constantly just shifting and changing for me right now um even just like all of December was wild December was just December felt like nothing but like 
like inter- interview, <laughs> like <laughs> I, it was just nonstop interviews. It felt like, um, and I, and I struggled with those interviews, which right now I feel like you know, why I'm just like blabbering when you guys said like, you can talk as much as you want. I was like, they are going to regret saying that. To me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because whenever I was never. Hang on. I'm sorry. I think it's trying to connect to the silly Wi-Fi again. Oh, uh, no problem. You guys there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's lagging. Oh my issues! That's this okay. is the story of my life. What am I? Blink twenty two. I know when you said Ashton okay. Kutcher get, uh, earlier, I was like, "Are you talking about punk?" <laughs> I yes, yes. Bring I was back. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, she knows what's up." Yeah. <laughs> Good days. No. Oh my gosh. So where was I? <clears throat> um. <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, the whole month of December, doing all of these news interviews, um, I, it was a whirlwind. I felt like I realized, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, once I actually got moved into my new apartment, um, it felt like as soon as the incident happened, that since that moment, since the moment that man walked through my door, it felt like I took a big breath of air and had been holding it. And holding it, holding it, holding it, holding it. And then I got to my new place. And I just like, I, I don't know what it was, but the first week I was there, like the whole first week of January, I just broke down. Like it was mm-hmm. all of the changes, just, I don't know. It was a hard, it was really hard to just readjust once again. I was tired of moving. Um, I was grateful. Don't get me wrong. Yo, I was so grateful. Um, just my body. I was exhausted. You know, i I was also questioning, like, you know, what are people's motives? What are people's, like, what do people want from me? You know, um, especially with some of the news interviews I was doing. And then when I did Dr. Oz, it was just the cherry on fucking top. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Highly do not recommend. I'm sorry. That was our next are. question. Yeah, we were going to ask about that next. But <laughs> You're, no. like, nicely feeding into the No, listen. The they built me up like they built me up they were calling me they had a producer their producers were so nice so sweet right they were calling me in mid-december um about me coming onto the show they're like giving me dates you know mid-january end of january that was the the original talk i'm like yeah that's fine you know i'm thinking dr Oz, dr Oz. i actually had to search my brain for a minute i'm like i know the name and then i looked it up and i'm like oh yeah 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 yeah." i'm thinking this might actually this, this could be good. This could be beneficial. The whole time I'm talking to them, um, I never got to talk to Dr. Oz, obviously. I'm just speaking with producers, right? I never got to talk to Dr. Oz once. Like, I talked to, to producers for weeks before filming, like, so many times. Like, they were texting me. We were back and forth. Um, I was sending them mounds of videos, pictures, evidence, like, things that they wanted. They were asking for all of this, all of this stuff. And, um, meanwhile, every phone call or email was just like telling me the same thing to the point where at first it built me up. And then I was like, man, like why it almost got sketchy. And then it all made sense while I'm on there filming with them. They kept telling me to like, I felt like they wanted me to be on the show so badly. 
they're like, Dr. Oz is just so excited to talk to you about how you handled that situation. He thinks you did Mm. a phenomenal, he thinks you did a phenomenal job. And the whole time I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to come on there. And they're like, so they had me do like this whole like 45 minute interview with one of the producers to write up. Like he asked me all of these questions. It was just over the phone. This was like a week before filming. Right. So I'm answering all of his questions in depth. I'm satisfied with my answers. You know, I'm feeling good. I gave thorough. I like what I said, you know, everything's good. And then he, like, he was still building me up. Everything was great. He was preparing me for what to expect. Whenever, you know, we started filming, it was literally hit the, you know, join Zoom, get on air, and there's Dr. Oz. I was just prepped for it before. And, you know, like, here's how this is going to roll. He's going to ask you. He did not ask me anything that they told me he was going to ask me. It was not anything. It was just, it was so random. Like, everything was just seemed so, like, nonchalant. He almost seemed like he was making a, a joke. Like, I just, I didn't, you know, the phrase, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. He was just, yeah. he just seemed way too nonchalant about everything. I, and then I was also told, like, keep your answers under, you know, X amount of seconds. Um, and then I I didn't get to the whole point of me coming on there. And the whole, like, 45-minute interview that I did with a producer prior to doing the interview was me talking about – or the whole point of the interview was the producer was like, we want to see how we want to spend this with a take we want on this. So by the end of the interview, we're like, yeah, I'm, I kept reiterating, like, I'm so excited to like, spread awareness. Like, I want to spread awareness. And I think it's so awesome that you guys want to use my interviews. Like, you know, like, she handled this really well. I thought I did. <clears throat> Obviously, like, looking back, critiquing, there's always little things that you could have done differently. But when I replay that same exact scenario, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I really wouldn't have. I wouldn't have changed anything. I wouldn't have tried to attack him. The only thing that would have changed that scenario is if my son had been in the department. I would have screamed and told him to run and do what I did. Run and, you know, bang on doors, scream, do whatever you got to do. Run, scream. (laughs) And I would have charged him and probably just charge and try to get him off my balcony. So other than that, like, yeah, there's... There's been, I was not prepared for the criticism that I faced whenever I got on there as it, as it immediately blurted over to Dr. Oz getting up off his little chair where it takes me away, you know, my, my screen, my face up, takes me away. And I'm just watching this all unfold. Like, <laughs> are they serious right now? As the security guy, this fake front home door set up and they just start starts going on about all of this little like security crap that you can get. And I am watching this. And when he first started off with Dr. Oz was, how do you think she handled the situation? And the guy goes, well, not great. First off, she should have created distance. And I'm literally refraining from going, motherfucker, first thing I did. Like, wow. I, that's what I did. Like, I, I I stopped Alexa. Everything I did was so intentional. I did not want to immediately run. I, you have to, listen, 
God, there's so much to say about this. This one fired me up for some time. Like this also got to me, this interview, I just regretted it so severely. Um, I would have never done it if I knew what they were going to do. Like basically using my video as like what not to do and then ending it with a stay prepared, not scared. They just use my video as because I had so many views, you know, to try and sell their shit. And it was just like, no, I'm not, this is not what I'm here for. So <laughs> that's why I ended up making another TikTok video telling people about the video, about what had happened on, you know, with filming. Um, because it is important for people to know the whole, I wanted, I wanted to go on that show to be able to tell people what I'm doing now, like I am right now, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. I'm yeah. going to MMA and you know, <laughs> yes. so staying prepared, stay prepared, not scared. It just was, I, by that point. So while I'm still like listening to this crap and this, this guy, the security guy tell me all this, I, and I'm on zoom, I get a text message from one of the producers, right? He's telling me, you were fantastic, Hannah, while I'm still watching, you know, while I'm still watching this unfold. And he's telling me I was fantastic. And I'm like, okay, well, if he can text me while this, I'm obviously I'm not still on air. So I open the text and I'm, I'm like, well, thank you. I don't feel that I got to say what I texted him back. I said, I don't feel that I got to say enough of what I wanted. Um, and also may I get off the zoom call now while he tells me what a horrible job I did at handling the situation. This is very Good disappointing. For you. Yeah. That was my oh message. My back. Gosh. That's what I said. To him. And <laughs> he sent me this message, just a little paragraph back and told me that apparently that that was how a lot of people felt. Um, they just, that they didn't get to say, they didn't have enough time to get out their whole story, what they wanted to say and that it was very normal and that, um, I did a very good job at how I came across and I'm just like, no, you just so manipulate, like whatever. So he ends his little spiel with how, you know, just trying to butter me up with, um, but yeah, you did so great. And, you know, I'll check in with you as soon as possible. I never have heard back from this guy. Wow. <laughs> this is right, right during, like right after that. I haven't heard a single thing back from Dr. Oz after that. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, am I going to go? My I'm, I'm sure at this point, it's just what blows my mind is just how persistent they were with telling me how excited he was to have me on the show specifically because of how I handled the situation just to get it on and completely have them flip the script. That sounds like, like being like, he's not, is he a previous worker? Like just yeah. like feeding it same <laughs> parallel story right now. Like, right. So it was so hard and it was so hard listening to the guy sit there and tell me what I, you know, she should have done this. And I'm like, well, can I talk? Like, am I, am I allowed to speak it on this? Like I, you know, um, because I don't feel that he, this grown ass man should be trashing in a way that he, listen, I was in my home dancing. You can't be prepared every freaking second of the day. Like, is somebody going to walk through the door right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got my pepper strapping. <laughs> <laughs> I got these everybody's like, this MMA muscles, you know, come, yeah. <laughs> come through here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you can't be prepared like every freaking second. I mean, there are things you can do, like self-defense, to be prepared, but you can't like actually there's you're you're gonna be a human, okay? At the end of the day, every single person you're gonna be frozen with fear, panic. That's your emotionally it's 
like you can't be freaking prepared for that so no. it's what you do after that that's what yeah. I'll say it's what you do after that and I'm proud of what I did after that in the moment of me being frozen and even doing my little back step real quick and telling Alexa to stop I was I just remember being internally frozen like I don't know how I got the words out like I said but I was so frozen in fear which is interesting because it came out as more collected than it did frozen Mm mm-hmm like oh, as a viewer, God. yeah, as a viewer, we were like, how the hell did, she, did Hannah handle this? So, yeah. I mean, oh. we're not experts yeah. like that asshole, but, right. you know, <laughs> like, but from a human perspective, you did beyond what I think most humans would do in that situation. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance, ch- uh, can't even talk, 50-50 <laughs> chance, right? You're either going to like fight or flight, but you stood your ground and was able to make that decision based mm-hmm. on what you saw fit. You yes. Know? It wasn't mm-hmm. just like animal instinct. It was very like, listen, if you, if you knew that apartment and this is the thing is that I also, my keys were within arm's distance from where I was at right there in that moment, everything's so close. Like right there where that ottoman was where I jumped over, I could have snatched my pepper spray with my keys, you know, real quick. But everything in that apartment was so cool. Like, it's so small and tiny that there was nowhere else to go. Like, had I not gone to that front door and he would have, obviously he, I know in my gut that this man was not going to, how do I, how do I wear this? He was not going to not stop if I didn't be get loud and create distance yeah. or create distance and then get loud. Yeah. Either way. He was as you can see from the video, when you first hear it open and you, and I'm fearful telling him now, what right does he think he has to continue to walk in, take steps into my apartment? No, you know what I mean? And at that point, I'm all the way across where he fucking knows, excuse me, but like he, I'm at my front door and he's still in my apartment while I'm having to continuously scream to tell him to get out. Yep. You know, he mm-hmm. knew, he knew. So his intent was bad. I know that. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. All right, you guys. So that was part one of the interview with Hannah Viverette, the survivor of the TikTok stalker intruder guy that came into her apartment caught on camera. Thank you for listening and... Tune in next Monday for part two of Hannah's interview, which she'll cover uh, topics like um, other creepy incidences she had before the viral TikTok moment, how she's helping police build a case against her stalker, um, dealing with negative comments on social media, and how she wants to use this opportunity and her platform to help other women who have been stalked and or assaulted. All right. So we'll see you next week for part two. Bye. Yeah, bye. During the episode, we shared this week's secret word. Did you hear it? Every Friday, we'll post the story on Instagram at You're Not Paranoid, and we'll ask you for the secret word. All you have to do is go to that Instagram story and reply with the week's secret word. Then you're officially entered to win the YNP sticker pin pack.
Listen to the following Monday's episode, and if you hear your Instagram handle, then you're the winner of the week. The sticker pin packs are super rad, so get listening. Hey, we just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support us, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and subscribe to our podcast. Every rating and review helps us grow our podcast and grow our community. Thanks again. 